Hello, and welcome back to the Keepy Get Together podcast. My name is Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and your hoes are back. Oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> main my ho goodness. and subpar ho. Who's the main ho this week? I think it's you. Nah, I was going to say it's you. I feel very subpar. I feel so subpar. Maybe we're both subpar. Maybe we are. Two subpar hoes. I think I think we're both main hoes in different domains today, yes. but also subpar in the other domains. It's been a really stressful new year so oh. far. It, we're like six days in. But I'm pretty stressed. Yeah. No, I'm like, work is overloading down on me hard. Like, in a really good way. Like, I'm getting a lot of business, but... People's New Year's resolutions are coming (sighs) through, especially with fitness. We talked about this last week. You as a personal trainer, you have to think, like, it's bad to say, it's going to slow down. It's going to slow down, but I'm hoping that it's not. Like, I'm very very excited, very stressed. It is an exciting time. (laughs) Yes. Excited, stressed about getting, like a bunch of new business in, but I am also very nervous about, mm-hmm. you know, not keeping some of this business. So like, yeah, I'm scared of that. I want to try my best to not lose. You, you got it going on. You don't know that. Yes, I do. Wow. You're the best man. <laughs> oh my God. You're the best trainer I know. Aww. You know what's also the best? Tell me. It's this really, really cool backpack that we've talked about here for a few weeks now. Would that backpack be Muslim backpack? It is a Muslim backpack. We talk about it every week. You probably hear tired of hearing us talk about it, but we're sponsored. Tell me more about it, Alyssa. Muslim backpacks. You have 15 different backpacks you can choose from. They are made for the person that travels. This bag is multifunctional. You have three different ways to carry it, whether it's a backpack over your shoulder uh, there's the one strap, so you can do like the cool thing. You know, when you were in high school and you would like do the one shoulder backpack, you can do that as well. But there's also a little carrying handle too on the top of it. They have two different sizes, small and large, because women need choices. Heck it's yeah. probably not geared towards women, but I think it is. There's 15 different styles you can choose from. We have the Caribbean print and I am obsessed with it. And I wish I had it to show here on the video, but I don't. I also do not have mine. I um, normally do. I normally carry it with me everywhere I go, but this week I actually didn't have a ton of stuff to bring with me. But that was the beauty of them is that they hold so much shit and there's pockets. Yes. I took so much stuff home over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a great backpack. It's a great backpack. You can use promo code keeping it together to get 20% off your purchase. That essentially gets you free shipping and a little extra change off of your order and also helps fund this podcast. And we love you for it. And we hope you continue to fund this podcast because without you, I'd be doing it from my own account. And now I can do it with the help of you. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for all your help, guys. Thank you for everybody who's bought a backpack so far. We're super, super, super appreciative of it. And you have a great new travel bag in it it's some good stuff it is some good stuff you know what else is good stuff what's some good stuff sabrina you tell me our treat of the week they are vanilla snackaroons (laughs) they're vegan (laughs) oh my god made by laughing giraffe organics um i haven't had one yet but they look intriguing they are yummy mounds of coconut almond goodness let me see give me one of these as we always do on the show let me try the damn thing. I can't even get it out of the bag. These look really interesting. So there's a lot of coconut with them. There is a lot of coconut. Good thing I don't really like coconut. Put it in your mouth. 
<laughs> Not the first time I've heard that before. Oh my god. It's interesting. So it's coconut and what? Hang on, I put the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> oh, it is like completely raw. It's unsweetened coconut, agave nectar, almonds, extra virgin coconut oil, vanilla extract, and Himalayan pink salt. Not as bad as I thought they were going to be, but very interesting. I'm sorry, I took <clears throat> too much in one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, very Fucked interesting. Up. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, it's clean. I picked it just because um, I wanted a clean treat today. Mm. We're trying so. this whole new clean treat. I mean, we're doing Sober January. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing No Seamless, No Grubhub January. Yeah, I already failed at that, but... See, it helps me cook more because I feel more fulfilled when I cook. See, my problem is or, just... Um, or I just need to go out and buy groceries instead of me, you know, ordering my groceries. Yeah, I um, I, I haven't been managing my time well yet, and just because of the hours that I work, sometimes it's just a little bit easier to just, like, order some sushi on Grubhub or something. Oh, man, I miss that. There's this great sushi place by me, and I, I feel like they're concerned about me. I used to order from them twice a week. And, like, I've gone a full week without ordering from them. And I miss it. I can't make sushi on my own. I got to go pick it up now. It's cold out. I don't want to go pick it up. Yeah. But I'm trying. Man, but I love me a good crunchy, spicy tuna roll. How are you doing with um, Sober January? I am doing really well. I am. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've been I've been doing really, really well. Solid. Um, I fucked up already. <laughs> I messed up one time. Once. Once. And I'm back on it, okay? I recognize I messed up, and we're continuing. And we're just going to keep on keeping on, and I'm just going to keep it together for the remainder of the month. Well, there you go, as long as you I mean, stay on it. For me, it was more just like testing my power of, you know, not drinking during the week. And it's a whole thing of, you know, I would go home and have a glass of wine or two a night and like that's not that great for me and that's how I gained like 15 pounds. Yeah, I mean, so for me I felt the difference in my training and stuff like that. Um I've just felt significantly better training. So, well that's good. That's how it's supposed to be. Do you feel like you have a lot more energy now or is like Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah, I do. Um I don't know, I feel stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just tapping. I mean, it's only been six so days, better. so we can't like say it's been like a big difference. I mean, hey, but one week has made a huge difference. Well, that's good. That's what it's about. I can say I've cooked a lot more. I made some banana pancakes. Ooh, like banana the, pancakes. because I didn't want to go out to the store and buy pancake mix. So I took an egg and a banana and that's how you make banana pancakes. That's pretty smart. I tried something different. You know, that's what it's all about is trying something different and pushing my limits to see if I can do something. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But we're trying to keep it together. Heck yeah, we are. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. But all right. It's time for the top. <laughs> that was a great transition. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Super so awful. I um, mean, it's pretty simple enough to kind of talk about this. We've had a couple people ask us about this stuff. You were the one who brought up this idea so it is really important to discuss so i was i was thinking of things to talk about um and i was just scrolling through facebook and buzzfeed posted uh this great article it's called um 
goodness, where's the title? A more or less definitive guide to showing up for your friends. And I just found... It's so important to show up for your friends. It's super, super important. It's what friendship is about. And if you don't know how to show up for them, but you expect them to show up for you, you're a shitty friend. You know, and yeah, of course. And as of of late, uh, both of us have had our own things and we've had friends that have been going through stuff and like you know just needing to show our it's support Im- it's important for us to be there whether that is sending a simple text message like or physically being there or at least doing something to be present in their life we're at a day and age now where technology is a huge huge thing and a lot of people think it's this is where i think it's, it can be good in terms of showing up for your friend you can just text somebody or call somebody and you can be yeah. there when you can't physically be there and you can at least still be in a moment with them yeah so there were a few uh, pointers in the first couple paragraphs from the article that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. So the first, showing up requires intelligence, intuition, empathy, generosity, confidence, and a willingness to be vulnerable. It doesn't just happen. It takes a level of intentional effort and practice. So, well, this, this, is, this is technically two parts, but I wanted to talk about that first part. Yeah, friendship is all about being vulnerable. Yeah. It's all about, and people forget that. People think you can only be vulnerable when you're in romantic relationships. And no, you, in platonic relationships, you also have to be vulnerable. You're giving a piece of yourself in a way to connect with another human. And to do that, you have to be open to getting hurt in a platonic relationship. It's still a relationship. Yeah. I mean, even in our friendship, there are things about me that you know that, like, nobody knows. Exactly. And, and like, right back at you. You've trusted me with a lot of stuff. And, I mean, to, you know, have somebody be willing to trust you. It's tough. It, it, it's it's tough thing. It, trust is one of those things in everybody's lives that everybody struggles with, right? We always say we're very cautious on who we bring into our circle. And as we should be, because it's really important to understand who you're associating yourself with nowadays. And you want to be able to associate yourself with people that are going to have your back. And when they don't have your back, you have to understand how to let that person go as well. Mm-hmm. Showing up, there's two parts to it, right? You have to show up to the friendship. And if you don't show up to the friendship, then somebody has to kind of step in and be like, what the hell's going on here? Are we okay? Is Are things working out? And it doesn't even have to be a big deal. It can just be like a check-in of like, hey, let's have a chat. What's going on? Let's mm-hmm. talk. And showing up can be that because you notice the other person's behavior changes. Yeah. I mean, there are people that I haven't seen in a while, but I'll still check in on them from time to time. It maybe it may it might it's important. Be, might not be like every month, might be every two months, whatever. But like, I still check in because mm-hmm. I mean, the kind of friend that I am, it's weird. Like, I'm not always like there, but I like watch from a distance and I'll like root you on like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Well, we're also at the stage in our lives where we can't compare how our friendships were in college to how our friendships were now. We all don't live in the same building. We all don't live on the same street anymore. So friendships as we get older, especially being here in New York, are a totally different ballgame because not only do we have to keep up with our jobs, we have to keep up with the city. And we're also in the point of our lives where we're trying to understand our finances better and not go out as much and not do these things where we see all these other group of friends all they do is they party and they go out and you see them together but you don't really see them together the best way to show up for your friends i will always say is non-alcoholic situations yes it's it's a weird concept for me because i love drinking and i love having a good time i do it's a thing 
But when I was like 18, you know, everyone was like drinking when they were 16, 17 years old. When I was 18, um, somebody once told me that and I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to show up with my friends and we're going to have a good time. And it's like, that's not what it's all about sometimes. And you have yeah. to kind of take that step back and understand that friendship isn't one-sided. I mean, there is also, when I think about it after you said that, um, when I think about my friends and then people who I consider my going out friends. You have two two sets of people. of times, like, there are two different sets of people. Some yep. overlap, like, mm-hmm. you, but... Hey. hey. But we know how to balance it. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know how to balance it. You want to associate... You want The friends, the best kind of friends you have in your life are the ones you can hang out with and not be partying with. Those are the best kind of friends to have because you have a true bond or friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And it's important to show up for those friendships. Because honestly, alcohol makes a lot of situations easier. It does. So, Everybody talks about it. Yeah. When there's no alcohol, it's when you see mm-hmm. just how the connection works in a friendship. So It's true, though. It's true. And that's when you really have to get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of take away all of these various barriers mm-hmm. And once you break those down, then you can really understand what that who what type of friend that is to you. Yeah. So the second half to this bullet point um, says that and truly showing up for others requires you to do something that can even be harder to show up for yourself first. That's super important. That means really getting to know yourself, taking care of your physical and mental health and being kind to yourself and setting boundaries and this makes a lot of sense you yes just like you mentioned friendships relationships kind of on the same level you know if you are not fully there for yourself in a relationship Mm -hmm. fully be present in that relationship it's the same thing friendship if you don't know how to take care of yourself how can you help take care of somebody else you can't you can't there's no way because if you're giving advice to someone on how to do a certain situation and then that same situation happens to you and you're not able to kind of understand your own advice or help yourself, you can't do that. At the end of the day, we only ever have ourselves. As much as we want to believe we have a ton of people in our lives, the first person we have in our lives is us. And that's the person that's most important to take care of. So before you can even start being there for your friends, you have to learn how to be there for yourself. Because once you know how to be there for yourself – you naturally start learning how to show up for your friends. Yeah. You do. It's an important thing. Self-care, we've talked about it. We had a whole segment on it. Self-care is super important, not just for yourself, for your friends, for your other relationships. Because if you are a downward spiraling person, guess what happens? You bring everybody else down with you. Yeah. You and I both know that. Oh, we both know that. We both know many people who have been in and out of our lives because of this. Yes. Um... So the second bullet point here, showing up is best done one small, quiet act by by small, quiet act over time. We'll turn on more and more Christmas bulbs, eventually create a connected line that glows brightly, lighting our loved one's path. When Did you mean a light start. bulb? So in the article... <sighs> Christmas bulb. Stop. So, so in the article, they mentioned that showing up each time you do it, pretend that it's like a... Like it's like a Christmas bulb on a tree. Ah. You know, in each little instance creates one big thing okay okay and i and i can think of right now in my head i'm thinking of one friendship that i had fostered this past summer Mm -hmm. um you know how it kind of started off small um and then all of a sudden like i was doing things for her she was doing things for me 
you know, I was... Were they big gestures or small gestures? They were all, like, little gesture things. And then all of a sudden it just became, like, for example, the other day she was not feeling well. So me and another friend, we went and we visited her last night. Um, You know, and... I wanted Those to do are that. important Just, things yeah. to do, though, for the people we care about. But we all like. It's one of those things, too. You have to, like, realize, will that person do it for you, too? Because mm-hmm. there's also the other side to this is like we can give ourselves a ton to people. But as long as we know that those people are giving it back to us, then they're the right people we're showing up for type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she was definitely the right person. Of course. Yeah. She's, she's definitely done that for me. Before. Of course. Yeah. No, so, totally. Yeah. Um, so there are also 66 bullet points to this article about the different ways that you can show up. But we're just going to talk about the first 10 uh, for time's sake. Yeah, because I'm yeah. sure talking about 66, 66 different uh, ones of them, we'd be here for like five hours. Yeah, we'd be here all day. But these are some good things. I've been looking at a few of them. I mean, yeah. the first one, it's it's so important to be fully present. Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves in the entire well, would world. You, would you like to read the whole bullet point for the, re- for the listeners? I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, okay. It's when you're talking to somebody you care about, you need to do your best to be fully present. Whether it's like in person or on the phone. Right. My biggest pet peeve in the entire world is when I hang out with people and, they, and the other person is on their phone. It honestly pisses me off. It does. I hate when people do it because it's like you're not present. You're sitting on your phone. You're on social media. I'm here in front of you and you're not even giving the right decency to talk to me. You know, that is so important. Um, And not only being fully present, listening is a huge one. That's another part to this. When you're really fully present with someone and and someone's talking to you about their problem or whatever it may be, it's so important to listen and also not make a comparison to yourself. Oh, my God. Yes. That is the biggest thing because... My problem in my situation necessarily can't be compared to whatever your problem in your situation is. Mm-hmm. It Because then you're not fully present and you're bringing it back to yourself. When you want to actually be there for somebody, you don't let it revolve around you and you don't bring it back to yourself. You truly let this person unload and you be there for them and you do the best that you can to help them in whatever the situation may be. Or if it's just being there to be a friend and you're yeah. just hanging out like anybody else would on a normal day. Don't be on your phone. I could talk yeah. hours about it. So me, I get distracted easily. Like my mind is on like a million things a minute. Right. But one of the things I try my best to do is that when I'm talking to somebody, I'll try and repeat the things that they just said back to me. That's super important though. Also too, like it kind of, I absorb it better. And then they also know that, Hey, I picked up on what they said. Like for example, in the hallway when we were talking, like today, I'm just stressed out about a million other things I gotta mm-hmm. do. It happens. And you're, and you're telling me about you know this wonderful brunch you just had and all that stuff, and I'm like, all right, this was important to her. Like, right? Pay attention. Like, stop it. Get out of your head. So you know, I'll just I'll repeat it back. And I'm sure you probably thought, oh, cool. Like, like she actually listened to what I just said. Like, well, yeah, everybody does that because it's like, oh, you're actually paying attention to me. It goes back to the thing of being fully present. I used to do this thing with my friends in high school. We would put our phones in a basket. I know it sounds weird. People talk about doing it, but like honestly, some of the best memories I have from when I was younger were obviously never around my phone or social media or any of that stuff because we're there in a moment and we're enjoying each other's companies. Like it really is sad that all of a sudden now phones and smartphones specifically and social media have become a focal point in people's friendships. I think it's awful. It's like one of the worst points to it. Like there's a lot of good stuff that comes from it. Like, different things you could talk about and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean, like, you're having, like, 
a good friendship or relationship with that person if your sole focus has been social media and technology. Yeah. It's not right. It's not right. So number two, give your non-romantic <laughs> relationships the same sort of attention, care, and mental energy that you give your romantic ones. Mm-hmm. Think about your friends at least as much as you think about your crush, your favorite sports team, or reality TV celebrities. I mean, this is... It makes well, sense. I mean, we, I feel like we just talked about this. Like The I shitty mean, thing is a lot of these things are super simple, but they're very hard to actually carry out. The yeah. hardest thing is like, yes, I can sit here and tell you what these different things are and how simple it is, but it's so important to give this attention and care to people. We we say that we do it, but sometimes we don't or we forget or, you know, it's tough. It's tough because at the end of the day, I've always said, for me personally, my friends have always been there before any boys in my life or relationships like that so i've always tried to give more attention to them and then when i do start dating someone like now with my boyfriend it does get a lot harder to start balancing your time because you don't want to give one more attention than the other or feel like you're not splitting your time up enough or feeling like you're just not there for one friend or relationship than the other and it's hard and it's it's a tough thing to do and it's and you don't know until you're in it yeah, I mean, so obviously I am very single right now, but at one point in time, I was in a relationship, and I will say that when I think about it, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have in that relationship were mutual friends that we had, mm-hmm. so I saw them a lot, but when I think about it, I was not, I was not the best at keeping, like, hanging out with my friends as much as I did my boyfriend, but then also it seems like time I was young. Yeah. It's a little bit stupid. I mean, the younger we are with these relationships, the harder it is, of course, because we're like, oh, my God, I have love and everything else. And this is the only thing that matters. And it's like, no, there's so many other things that matter in life. Like this next bullet point, birthdays, setting up these notifications on your phone when it's somebody's birthday. I have always truly enjoyed when people text me on my birthday or they write something on my Facebook wall because it's... It's really personal and people actually remember. And it's like, wow, that person actually kind of cares about me. Like, not everybody reaches out to me on my birthday. I mean, family does. But the people that are my family that actually do that, it it means something to me. I'm like, wow, that person was thinking of me enough to be like, wow, I hope they have a great day. They're celebrating another year. You know, uh, Facebook always tells you when uh, people's birthdays are. But I used to be that person that would wish everybody happy birthday. Then it became something where, like, all my friends, somebody had a birthday every day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm only going to wish happy birthday to people that I actually still talk to and, like, you know, mm-hmm. care about. Yeah, I mean, my thing is I've stopped. I, I've One of my big New Year's resolutions was to get away from Facebook and social media as much. I, I go on there to post photos, but I'm trying to really decrease my time overall on social media. I mean, even the bullet point says it here, don't rely on Facebook to tell you, especially if it's somebody close in your life. Like... I know your birthday. I know yours. Your Yours is April 23rd. Yours is July 23rd. Hey. hey. But there's like little things like that we remember because it's important. And and you're somebody who matters in my life. Just like the birthdays that I rem- memorize and stuff like that. They're people who matter in my life because I want to celebrate with them. And I want to be a part of their life just as much as I want them to be a part of my life. Yeah. This next one, um, 
I didn't even really think about, but honestly, it is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, put uh, put other meaningful days in their life, yeah. like their kids' birthdays, their wedding anniversaries, on your calendar, especially ones tied to grief. We're... Reach out, reach out on the anniversary of their yeah. loved ones passing. And let them know you're thinking of them. Unfortunately, we're at that age where people's parents and family members um, pass away. And I know I know a few people who um, have lost a parent or a sibling or an aunt or an uncle or things like that. And the ones that I do know, I've actually always reached out to them on that to be like, hey, thinking of you today, hope you're having a good day, text or call me if you need anything type of thing. And I know the responses I've gotten back from that were like, wow, I would have never expected that. This means so much. I really appreciate that. And then there's the other side of it too. We're also at the age where people are having kids and people are getting married and those are huge milestones in lives. Yeah. Yeah. Those are huge. Any milestone in life is a I mean, big any deal. milestone. But honestly, like when I when I think about it, um, I mean not a lot of people know like when my when my grandparents died or anything like that. But it would be it would be very interesting just to get a text on that day and be like, Hey, thinking of you today, blah blah blah. That would feel really good. Mm-hmm. Like that's that hasn't happened to me well, yet. We but... go out every year for your cancer free anniversary. Yes, we okay? do. Every single year we do it. We have a great time. Whether we're out at the bars or we're just out celebrating you because that's a huge milestone in your life is when you beat cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's in my phone. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's in my phone. It's in your phone. It is in my phone. Aww. And it notifies me. It notifies me a week before every year. It's done that since we've been friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Aw. But it's things like that because I know it's important, you know? Those are big milestones in lives. Just like I would hope you have milestones of my life. I don't have a lot. But, like, when I do have milestones in my life, <laughs> that you would do the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this next one is good. Also, one of those, like, no-brainers, communication. Figuring, not just communication, but figuring out what is the best method for you. Every relationship, whether it's a friendship or romantic, um, is different, especially in the way you communicate with somebody. Some people are super shitty at texting back i.e. me. Um, yes. There are other people who are also really great on the phone, i.e. also me. But then there's other people who are opposite where they're really, really good at texting. Me. Yep. And not on the phone. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So we're doing swell. Um, <laughs> we're doing really well. But I, I've i been, been getting better about calling now I've that I'm older. I've been getting better about texting. Um, I'm just scared of calling people that I don't talk to often. I mean, that's how I personally <laughs> keep in touch with most people. Like, um, a couple of our friends, Jason and um, Megan Corcoran, like I love calling them because we don't live in the same city as them. Yeah, and you're it's you're really good about calling them. Hi guys, if you're listening. Um, Hi guys, I, I I try my best to text one of um, my one of my really good friends. Unfortunately, we can't call because he lives abroad. His name is Chris. He lives out in Darby. I hope you're listening. Oh. Um, we have a very weird friendship. We've been friends for. Oh my God, we've been friends for almost 10 years now. Oh my God, dude. Insane. But because we're in a broad friendship, we found out the best way for our communication is Skype calls. That is pretty good. Whether that's a video chat or just like a voice chat or something like that, there are ways to make a friendship work. I always say, if you want that person in your life, you will do whatever it takes to have them in your life. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, I'll usually text to check in with a bunch of people. Like, yeah. Our friend Aaron, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, what up, buddy? I know you listening, boy. What up? Also, I guess, I guess Tommy too. I guess, I guess I check on little bitch too as well. Um, <laughs> There's a way you have. He's to probably do gonna it, die that I use that that nickname sometimes, on podcast. It's fine. Sometimes it's just a simple check in, like, "Hey, how's your week going? What's going on? What's going on, boy?" And giving a response back. That's the important thing is giving a response back of whatever it may be. Not like one of those like little like it's fine. Like, hey, it's going well, thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. The next one, Mm -hmm. establishing the low hanging fruit way to check in with each other regularly. What what this means, something as simple as snapping each other pics of your breakfast Mm, and outfits every single day can actually be surprisingly amazing way to connect regularly. Do you know how happy it makes me when y'all send me memes? I love memes. Mm -hmm. So like when when you guys send me something that, that lets me know, oh, you think that I think that this is funny and you also thought about me when you got it Love i will it. send people memes if i send you a meme that means i care a lot about you yes, i'm getting very excited talking you about this are. But like i like if i send you a meme that means i freaking care that means you that i read them. it i think that you're gonna think this is funny please respond with more than aha <laughs> like i don't i love when people send me memes but here's my thing because I'm not on social media as much anymore. If I double tap that message, that means I read it and I appreciated it. That's fine. I understand. I, I you just will, don't I, love me. It's okay. I, bitch, I send them back. I know you send them back. I will send, I would rather send a meme back to someone and I'd be like, haha, this is funny. Double tap. And then I'm going to send you one because that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. baby. The next one's really important and one of my problems. Sometimes I forget my coworkers' names. Only because I've been at a new job and there's some people who are new. And I have a problem. Once I remember it, once I meet you three times, locked in. I know yeah. your name. Me, me, it's easy for you because all my coworkers, you know, because you go to the gym. <laughs> yes. Well, anyways, this bullet point talks about asking and remembering the names of your coworkers and colleagues um, that you talk to the most. Um, not only is it logistically easier, it communicates like I'm invested in you and your stories. So like when I want to remember somebody's name that I'm meeting for the first time, I will repeat their name like four times. Cinderella. Not like that. <laughs> like if I, I met someone, I I'd be well. like, hi, Karen, how are you today? I don't know why I just thought of that name. But <laughs> Karen. 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 <laughs> I'm not <laughs> okay. doing this. But if I want to do it, I'll be like, oh, that's really interesting. It was Karen. Like, can you tell me more about it? I don't know. I will, I will do that a lot. I will repeat back someone's name. It also makes me like accountable. Like I remembered your name or like, Oh, I fucked up. There has been a time where I fucked up before. There has been. <laughs> oh, it was good. This girl's name was Charlotte and I called her Chelsea. I had the CH right. You were close. You tried. I had the CH right, but I definitely called her by the wrong name and I was like, okay, this friendship is not happening. Oh my God. Okay. When you're catching up, ask them how their parents' siblings are doing. I cannot. Hell we yes. ask each other all the time about how our parents and how like our brothers are doing and stuff like I that. I love when people ask me how my mom is doing and my dad and my brother. Like it means so much because it's one thing to ask how we're doing, but if somebody's interested in the other blood-related people in our yeah. lives, that's super important. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh, it it like brings me joy when people like ask about like my mom and dad. And they're like, oh yeah, your parents are so cool. 
I'm like, dude, your parents are cool. They I are love your cool. mom. I love Which, your dad. Which, by the too. way, y'all, my dad wants to come onto the podcast. He's going to make a trip about it, and I'm super pumped. He, and I'm like scared. And mom, if you're listening to this, you understand why I'm scared. And dad, if you're listening, I'm scared. I think we should have <laughs> them both on this show. No. Your dad and your mom at the same time. I'll bring mine. Well, it's going to have to be. My mom's not going to just sit out there. She's, she's going to want to come on. I she's going to want to come on, and it'll be a good time. And it'll be a good one, and I hope it happens. Maybe. Maybe in, like, February, March. Mm-hmm. Who but knows? we'll see, guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> uh, this next one. This is, again, su- I do this, actually. If you don't live near each other, make a point to pay attention to the weather in their city. Weather shapes our lives literally every day. It influences our outfit decisions, our commutes, our plans, and even our overall mood. By being more aware of it, you're able to get in a tiny daily insight into their everyday life. See, I love when people ask me if I'm cold in New York. I know it sounds weird, but like the Floridian in me, like my Florida friends, (laughs) when they ask me, they're like, no, they'll be like, is it really cold up there? I'm like, oh yeah, like kind of like wind was biting on my face. Like, thanks. This makes me really happy. Yo, people in Ohio, they do not give a crap. It's cold there, too. They know I'm cold here. They know, <laughs> cold. They know I'm cold. Uh, but honestly, this bullet point, I didn't think of, but honestly, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? like uh, It does. For example, um, what day was... I think that was yesterday when it rained all day. Or oh, my Friday. God. Oh it was my yesterday. God. It was super annoying. I, I just it. wanted to sleep. Like it, like weather really like messes with me. Yeah. I like get super tired, all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot. Weather is a huge part of our lives. You don't think about it as much until it hits you. Yeah. So this last one, we kind of already touched on a little bit, but repeat after us. This reminded me of you or thought you might enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're sending them a meme or a little gift, that moment of feeling truly seen by a friend is so affirming once again send me memes I love them. <laughs> um, <laughs> there it is there it is send her memes but people. i mean like for example for christmas the gifts that i got my friends i like i mean when i was walking around the mall i was like fuck what am i getting mm-hmm. oh my god i just said the f word my bad um i don't think i've said it before on the podcast you've but definitely said it have before I? on like a sex episode or something oh, probably whoops sorry god um <laughs> you're not religious I am technically Christian. Thank you very much. I'm technically Christian. <laughs> technically. Anyway. I was baptized. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I mean, when I was shopping for Christmas, um, the gifts that I got my friends, like I like saw it and I was like, holy crap, they're gonna love this because it was something little that I know they've liked or something they needed to hear, or, like just something in that realm. Like, for example, Alyssa already knows this gift. I was at Kohl's and I saw these like little ice skates that could be used for they're they're like these cloth ice skates. They're cute though. I can hang them on my skates. door, I can hang them on the wall, we yes. can hang them on our Christmas tree when we together. If you want to like hang them up outside of christmas i'm totally cool with that those are so cute and i just like knew she would love them because she's so proud of her ice skating even though like she doesn't do it right now you know she was so competitive with it in college wait you do do it now but i haven't been any competitions yet back it up but you are so (laughs) proud of it is what i'm trying to say and that's like a huge part of i have recently i have recently started skating again my bad Um, guys aubrey and i are gonna start we haven't been together to a rink but I know she's listening. Aubrey, bitch, I've been. Where are you? We need to go again together. Um, but yes. My bad. You, you have started ice skating. You haven't done like any type of shows yet. Correct. That, that is what I mean. <laughs> to, to be determined. Um, we, we've talked about, <laughs> we've talked about qualifying to go to nationals. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this year or next year. Oh, hell yeah. I think logistically next year for me. 
just because I, I if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to train and I'm going to get back to my skating weight, as they say. All right. Well, now that we... There's a really good current event that we have that kind yes. of ties up to showing up. In, does it? Well, okay, it, does. Yeah, it does. The government shutdown. Where this the hell is the government? This is about to be the <sighs> longest government shutdown in history. If it goes on for one more week, this will be the longest. Our, if we can't show up for our friends, can our government show up oh, for us? This what has just been fuck? stupid. Honestly, like I, it's just, been. I'm awful. so upset that our government shut down over this stupid ass wall. For real, the money that's going into that damn wall, we need to put into the water supply in Flint, Michigan, into Flint, our school Michigan. systems. Maybe pay our teachers a little bit more. Yes. You know what I also read? Hmm. That tell there, me what you there read. is a huge decline in like teachers going into like school systems. Like a bunch of teachers, yes. they're quitting because they're not getting paid enough. There's like mold in schools, and like well, a lot of ugh. these teachers have to upfront a lot of their own yes. supplies for their kids. One of the best things I saw um, going into this past school year one of my really good friends who's a sorority sister she posted about her problem was like i have an amazon wish list because i personally cannot fund it and i will tell you i think that entire wish list was completely bought for her because people feel for teachers and they understand that we can't that they don't even have the right funding and so now they have to rely on their friends and their family to help them and that's not how it should be See, the government should be funding this because we have an education system that matters teachers now, they shape like the future generations, they act as parents. Like they're with kids for eight hours a day. Like yeah. it just makes you're, me so when mad. When you're so young, school shapes a ton of who you are. People don't realize the effect that teachers have on our kids. I mean, I still have a lot of really good connections with teachers from when I was in high school. I mean, I recently found out one of my high school Spanish teachers now lives up in the area, and it like brought me so much joy that I'm going to go out and see him because he made such a huge positive impact. There's a whole reason I have two degrees. My Spanish degree is because of him and why I lived in Peru and did my research the way I was. And if we have a government now who doesn't want to put money and in funding into the people who shape our kids' lives... Mm-hmm. How can you do that? So we have a we pulled up a couple things. Says one, I didn't even really know a ton about it. I just knew the government was shut down over the wall, and I didn't really realize how much this was affecting. So it not just affects uh, it affects every single branch. One of the biggest ones it affects is actually TSA. So TSA security has had the highest number of people calling out sick during this shutdown. So technically speaking, there are some branches of the government that don't actually shut down. TSA is one of them, but they are allowed to. They are allowed to call out sick. And so now 150 workers caught out on sick on Friday at JFK. Um, there was over 200 at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. That's a ton over the shutdown because they're not getting the pay that they deserve at this point. Because when the government shuts down, your pay decreases or you don't get paid. That's insane. This That's is totally unsafe. Thing. A lot this of these unsafe. people don't get paid. Um, the IRS is a huge one. So the IRS still has to function, but half of their workers don't get paid. So what are people going to do? Not give people back their tax returns. People are very, very concerned about getting their tax refunds. It hasn't happened yet, but there's a lot of talk happening. If this government shutdown really continues, people are not going to get their tax refunds. And people forget that that's a thing during all of this. They forget all the different branches that shut down. I mean, not only that, all the parks and museums, many national parks are now closed. You have Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Thankfully, the checks are still coming, 
But that doesn't mean that people are still not being affected by this because there are a lot of workers who are now out of a job in these fields. There's a ton. I mean, there's a lot of federal investigations going on. If the government has a shutdown, guess what also stops? FBI investigations. This makes me mad. This is all over a stupid wall. Like a It literally is. It's so bad. And one of the biggest programs that is suffering the most is the food aid and inspections. So SNAP actually is having a ton of cutbacks because of this. And now these food assistance programs, they're operating at state and local levels, depend, but only depending on what that state and local funding is. Most of these programs do not rely on state and local funding. They rely on federal funding because at the end of the day, it's not going to support these programs and it's not going to support these families that really need this help. So now you're denying people access to food and water. Really? This makes really. me sick. This makes me A lot sick. of people... The big, uh, the other thing that really, really pisses me off is the Violence Against Women Act um, officially expired. Uh, and it expired when the government shut down. So when this was first passed, it helped different survivors of domestic violence, stalking, and sexual assault with programs administered through the Justice Department and the Health and Human Services Department. Um, this program is directly affected by this shutdown because now... These grant payments that were granted, that were awarded during this act and all these different departments that were helping these women have a sustainable life and a really healthy, fulfilling life. Now you're denying access to them for events that never happened to them. So when funding um, is restored from the government, um, the department will actually start, this whole act will actually start going back into effect. But because right now we can't fund it on a federal level it has to rely on state and local funding at the end of the day there is not enough state and local funding to fund over 60 percent of these programs specifically the violence against women act and our food aids and inspection i mean it's just absolutely ridiculous this this makes me sick like i don't oh I don't even know if I can handle talking about this anymore because this is just all... I think the biggest thing to take away from this is if you are not outraged by anything going on in the government, or if you are, you need to go out there and vote. And you need to go out there and make your voice heard. Because at the end of the day, the people who are in Congress are the ones that make the change. Everybody knows knows the president is just a figurehead, although our current one is a complete dick. uh, And I hate him with every ounce of my being. And I hate his administration. But at the end of the day... A lot of this work comes from our congressmen and women, and you have the power to put the right people into office because those are going to be the ones who are chosen by a presidential administration. So mm-hmm. you don't just have to think about now. I think about 15 years from now, would I want that person being in a presidential administration? The people that I vote for, I do. There is one woman um, I wish I would have been able to vote for, but she's not in her district. She is a congresswoman and actually the youngest congresswoman elected oh she's great alexandria cortez yes right that's her last name oh my name. god my for, dad loves she's her for the bronx and the queens um districts and she's just fabulous because she just doesn't give two shits and she's gonna say what she's gonna say and really help and support these families because she gets it she came from it i recently read this um this interview she did saying talked about her family and how her family came from nothing from Puerto Rico and came to the U.S. with nothing. They had to start from the bottom. And that's how her entire life was, was learning how to start from the bottom and build everything up. And that's what she built her campaign around. And so many people rallied around against her and put her into office. And she is one of the champions out there trying to get this government shut down uh, to stop and to actually get the government running again. And she's 
putting out such a positive message and positive change out there. And we need more women like that and men like that too. Women specifically get more in office. Let's get more bitches in office. Hell yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the government needs to show up for their people. These shutdowns, they've never made sense to me. I think they're pointless. I think they're stupid because when you're shutting down, you're denying so much access to people Mm -hmm. and nobody ever thinks about all the different repercussions. They haven't happened yet, but these repercussions will happen if the shutdown continues. I want to get my tax return. Hell yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. This is a freaking mess. It is. It is a shit show. What are we going to do? Kind of helps lead into our question of the week. Ugh. If you could go back to any time period, where would you go? Well, I would get the hell out of this one. I would definitely get the hell out of this one. Honestly, I would go back to the 80s. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I really like 80s movies. It was a different time. It looked like a fun time. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't, like, uh, electronics. They were becoming a thing, like, with video games and TV and stuff. But they Mm -hmm. weren't too big of a thing yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you would you would have to physically go out to like the arcades or the roller rink stuff like mm-hmm. that and hang out with people and meet people and like I could see you in the eighties. Oh, I would I would have a ball. You would drive. Um, I think I'd probably be a good roller skater too. My parents were really good. Mm-hmm. My dad could skate backwards. Yeah, they met at a roller rink on New Year's Classic. New Year's Eve specifically. Oh, love it. And they skated around the rink in love. They did. My dad sang to my mom. I know. She <laughs> told me that. That's the cutest fucking thing. So gr- It's so cute. I want to throw up. I um, think if I went back in time, I would go back to the 20s, right before the Great Depression. Though. Ooh, old spot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it would be like from like 1915 to like 1927 specifically. I am a big... Um, World War One. Just about, but not <laughs> not the era I was going for. I love old school jazz music. Uh, I love, and I love old school Broadway. I could and see a you lot being of, an old school New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love old school New York history so much, and I love Prohibition history so much. I would love to see what that w- would have been like, and also the women's suffrage movement. I would have loved to have seen what that was like. Um, both my grandmothers were born during that time period, and um, on my, I think on my mom's side, we actually had. Some women who were involved in that. Oh, that's so Were cool. actually involved in the suffrage movement um, in other cities. Nice. And I just think that's so powerful to have ties back to. And I would love to see what that time period would have been like. But really the Broadway history. I <laughs> have an obsession with old Broadway theaters and that entire district of Manhattan. There's so much history within there and so many things that have happened that just blow my mind. And I, and I would love to be able to be a part of that music scene. Yeah. That's where a lot of people get their inspiration from, yeah. was music from that. Like these old big band jazz musics. I mean, people still go to jazz and blues clubs now for a reason. It's a whole entertainment field. Yeah. It would be a good time. Sounds like it. It does sound like it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Keeping It Together podcast. Episode 32. I'm Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. And I'm Alyssa. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 33. Hey. I did it that time. You did it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go pee really quick and then we'll do the next episode. We'll take take a, a.